0: All right, let's get to Shreggen and get to some uh, combine stuff. are you at the combine?
1: I'm here in Indianapolis, Mike. All
0: right. First, let me get back to the to double back. Have you spent any time with the Ram coach or quarterback since the game?
1: Of course. We've been canoodling the last three weeks. No, yeah, I have. I actually spent some time with him this week. I um, was very curious to see how he would take that bitter pill. I actually asked him Well, let me start up.
0: with the bitter pills. Let me start with the quarterback who uh, had – Let's be honest, one of the worst days in the history of the Super Bowl a quarterback. He was dreadful. How was he? And, and, and to his credit, I give him a lot of credit. He owned up to it after the game. He took the brunt of it. He took it on himself. He said he cost his team the game. He said everything right. Everything right. How has he handled what had to be a very, very tough to swallow defeat?
1: I can't speak for the quarterback. I could speak for the coach. He said Well, give me this. 76-
0: what, have you sensed anything from the quarterback yet as far as how he's handling things?
1: Yeah, the quarterback is going to be okay. He's 24 years old, and I could tell you that he was was out socially in L.A. He's not sitting there as a hermit. I mean, he's been out and enjoying life and getting back to this, and he's going to be just fine. But yes, very mature of him to kind of take it on him, but... The coach Sean McVay is putting it all on him, and he's right. saying he was out. Coach, he was. He was out. You know, he, he had, had a miserable work.
0: game. He had a miserable game, and I was furious. Absolutely, and I'd love to discuss this with him. I've never had him on, but I got to try and get him on to discuss this. Let me him. hear what third and 22? I was. What f- oh, you furious? furious! Furious! You cannot! You cannot! play that way in the Super Bowl you have got to try and make a play you have got to there's too many ways you can keep the ball to turn around and give it to a great quarterback at that juncture of the game you have got how many plays did they make over 20 yards this year probably uh, probably more than almost any team in the league you have got to attempt to attack the play at at that play you cannot you can get a penalty and get a holding call you can get so many things that give up down bothered me so much I can't tell you
1: it irked everyone, and it kills him. I talked to him about it. You know, he said, "Of course, he wanted it back." But then, not to make excuses either. But he says, "You know, everyone's going nuts about Gurley and Gurley, and why not use Gurley?" Goes. Gurley ripped off a twenty-three yard run when it was three to three in the third quarter, and they called it back for holding. If he had a twenty-three yard run there, we get going. The Gurley thing is a story I'm not even
0: into Gurley. I'm not... Okay, I, I think Gurley was probably hurt, and, and, and I think we've heard now he was, and I thought in warm-ups he was hurt. I was had a great seat, and I thought in warm-ups he was limping. So I thought the guy was hurt. I'm not even bringing Gurley up. I just cannot... I, I was so annoyed sitting there when he gave up on that down because I said, you just can't at that point of the game. It just drove me crazy. But listen, the other thing was I just really felt that... He did not – the thing I think that's got to haunt him is he let them dictate the way the game was going to be played, and he kept the game in a very tight box against a team that just doesn't have any team speed, which I was very perplexed by.
1: Look, I can't talk the X's and O's as well as you and him. I'm not going to try. I will say this. At halftime, Andy Reid adjusted and put 31 points on the Patriots in the AFC Championship game after scoring none. Right, At right. halftime, the Rams, they came out and they scored zero, and Sean is living with it every day. He was on our show, so we did the stuff on Well, camera. Andy's got course,
0: better weapons, too, to be fair. he got better weapons. Of
1: course he does, yeah. but there was no adjustments, And, you know, McVay went to Hawaii for a couple of days to kind of detox on it. He couldn't get it out of his mind. He said well, he you, know what the the, you
0: know what Andy did? Andy found the matchup. He had his kid realize there's a matchup there that they can't handle, and he found it every time in the second half. And that's really it. what the it came down to. Of the yeah. the running
1: and, back out of the backfield, running back out of the backfield, and the
0: third and the third and the third defensive back who couldn't guard anybody. And that and that's basically it. And that they couldn't cover it. And they tried; they it up as much as they could. They couldn't. He didn't have the weapons. I agree with that. But the thing that bothered me was they played the game away from their speed. They never spread them out. They never tried to use their speed horizontally in the game, which bothered me because they have a lot of speed. And let's be honest, the quarterback missed a lot of open guys. He did. He had he did. open guys.
1: He did. And the shame of it all is Wade called maybe the best defensive game of his career Oh, class. what I a
0: mean, great performance. <laughs> I'm telling you, the game of his life, and actually better than the Patriots, the game of his life, his defense played utterly brilliantly in that game because the Rams and, had open guys. The Pats didn't. The Rams had open no guys.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, McVay, I was talking with him, and I said, I know he's a free agent. I go, but Indomitian, and he cut me off, he goes, and Sue, played his absolute ass off the playoffs. He was our best player on defense. And he in did the Super play well. Like, you know, suited and, and, and I made this analogy. it's almost like an NBA player taking off the season, and the playoffs came along, and Sue decided to turn it on. He was great, and Donald was great, Fowler was great. That's the shame of this, and McVeigh says it. He's like, you know, if you think we're just going to wake up and say, "Okay, let's get back on the horse." He's like, "We're losing a lot of key guys. We can't keep them all. They were all on short-term deals." Right. We got to do a whole new thing, and it's hard to get back going, but that's just what the hamster wheel is. Well, who, Here who we are.
0: is there anyone they've said uh, uh I mean, Sue's gone, They're right? not going
1: to be able to afford Sue. I think right. Sue Sue's gone, right Sue's gone, right?
0: Sue's gone. And I'm afraid to sign Sue if I'm on another team because I just don't know if he's going to play that hard.
1: Sure, you don't know and you know he didn't play hard until I mean, I'm not saying he didn't play hard, but he didn't play well until the end of the season. And the other guy, is a guy that that maybe isn't a household name, but with a big glue guy there's Roger Stafford. He's an offensive right. lineman for the Rams. He's one of the guards, yep. and he's going to want a big deal. Right. You go down and Whitworth the list, is coming
0: back, right? Name. Is he on a new contract, Whitworth, this year?
1: No, Whitworth was still under contract. Okay, they all assumed okay. He was retiring. And, he and said, he's coming back, back, which
0: is a plus, big plus, yeah.
1: It's huge.
0: It's huge. And, yeah.
1: Uh, they, they're they're going to have a hard time coming back because, you know, the Saints are going to be better next year. The Vikings with Cousins in their second year, and the Bears are coming back. So. How has the NFC young coach
0: handled that? Because that's a tough. that was a tough day for him. How did, how did he handle that? And the league loved it because you know the league loved that he got his uh, comeuppance. We talked so. about that. Yes.
1: Yeah. He got his lunch. First. I said, you know, you were the golden boy for two years. Now you were the jo- – I mean, he said it was his worst day professionally that he's ever had. And, you know, and it's a shame that it was in front of 200 million people.
0: It, it happens. You know what? But he's tough enough. I think he's tough enough and good enough to handle it. And it he won't be it. over for him. It's not this day's, that day's, and we're talking with Peter Schrager, that day's not going to be over for him until he is at the Super Bowl looking up as the seconds tick off and he's won one. It's not going to be I, over until then. Uh, until then, he's going to he, carry that game.
1: He knows it. And, you know, I, I Mike, I, I think your listeners will appreciate it if I say it, but, like, you know how it is when people are coming at you and all this stuff. And I don't know how you handle it, but, you know, competitors and whatnot, he loves it. He brings it. I like, good. Let them. Let, them want, let them want to get me and let them have their last now because I'm coming with a vengeance. And I love it. If you can react that way, great. You know? I love
0: it. You know what? That's the way to do it. That is the exact, exactly the way to do it. All right, let's get to the combine. Um, what, is the buzz that Arizona is actually going to really take this quarterback?
1: Yes. it's I, I mean, I, come, I don't think I ever throw stuff at the wall with you. I'm a, it is as real as it gets, Mike. It, Murray to the Cardinals, I would put my name – my reputation on, as of right now, that seems to be more likely than unlikely.
0: And Rosen evidently has basically clean, I mean, he thinks he's out of Arizona. I mean, he's he, I mean, he been telling people he's out of Arizona from what I understand. So where do you think I he goes?
1: I don't know what the, okay, so this is actually a good test for Josh Rosen. This is probably a tough pill for him. Here's a guy that every knock on him last year was his personality, his toughness, right. and whether he was a team guy. Right. So how are you going to handle this when everyone's linking your new coach to another quarterback and you're kind of, just being discarded and if it's true that you know his instagram was hacked whatever he's sensitive I, I think it's a real interesting test if he can come and be classy and graceful and dignified and say good let me start a new or let me be the i should be the, co- the quarterback of the cardinals it's a good test for him the question is is josh rosen better than murray is josh rosen better than haskins is josh rosen better than drew lock who are the top quarterbacks here because if you view rosen as the second-best quarterback in this draft or the third-best quarterback in this draft and you have a current starter or you're a team that needs a quarterback, he might be on the market. Do you trade and go get him? The marketplace for Josh Rosen will be interesting because I think everyone agrees he can throw the ball. question is, is he going to excite the fan base and is he going to win games and is he the face of a franchise-type guy?
0: I agree. And I think you might be able to not steal him, but at least get him a little bit below market value right now. If you're a Giant
1: so, yeah. and you've got the sixth overall pick in this amazing defensive draft, right? All yep. these guys are great. Yep. Do you not think about giving maybe a second round pick for Josh Rosen and maybe another player and say, okay, let's get the quarter. Instead of worrying about Haskins, who we not get Rosen, take a defensive guy or an offensive tackle with a sixth overall pick, and then you give up a second round. I think it might be fine to give up a second rounder and a player. For Josh Rosen, and if I'm a Giants fan, learn from Eli, and then Josh Rosen. A lot of these teams,
0: a lot of these teams liked Rosen last year. I'm telling you, a lot of them liked Rosen. The one question they had about him was, well, two questions that I heard. One was that he won a great team guy, rich kid, the whole thing. Number two, that his father, who is a very prominent neurosurgeon and was almost a surgeon general was not keen on him being a long-term f- football player. And if he got hit in the head once, he was going to be gone because his father was going to shut him down. So that was always the theory that I heard about him. So I, and I don't, uh, you know, I, and I don't know how much is true and how much is not true. you know.
1: There was real adversity with that Arizona team last year. They stunk. He had the worst offensive line of football. They fired the offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy, six weeks in. And everyone to a man, and I, and I don't hold water for any of these kids. I call it like it is, said this kid handled it with a lot of class and did not complain and did not cry about it and was totally on board. And when they hired Kingsbury, he was the first one to be excited and say, all right, let's go, let's get on. So all early signs are that he is capable of being that guy. But if Kingsbury – and I'll I'll just go through it real quick with you. Kingsbury recruited Kyler Murray at a high school, and he wanted Kyler Murray to be at Texas Tech. And then when he was transferring from Texas A&M, he recruited him again to come to Texas Tech, and then he coached against him at Oklahoma and got lit up by him like, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have a seven-year relationship of knowing each other. And if you're Rosen, you can't be sensitive in this industry if that's the case. they got a a quarterback and a college coach who know each other. All right, just get me going and let's see where I end up. I tell you, Mike, here on the ground, I think it's more likely than unlikely that, that they go with Murray and they shop Rosen.
0: Uh, I think. Listen, I think he uh, this court this new this new car, coach has staked his career on this player. I mean, the way he's talked is he has talked unabashedly about this player, so he is all in. I think on this player, which makes this fascinating. Which also means, if you are the Jets, you're gonna get one of these two pass rushes. It's gonna fall in your lap. Which is
1: Bosa perfect. and Allen are supposed to be generational They're players.
0: both good. They're both higher than anyone else from everything I've heard from everyone. So if that's the truth, those two, one of them's falling to the Jets, and the Jets are going to get a sweet player in, in the, in the, with the third pick.
1: Real quick, everyone can talk about Bosa. He's the younger brother, all that stuff. The Allen kid is fascinating. And this is a story I heard from an executive last night at dinner. He was a junior at Kentucky, and he had seven sacks, and there was talk he could be a late first, early second-round pick because he's one of these athletic freaks. The combine, he can jump up, maybe be a top-ten guy last year. He's got a kid. He's got a girlfriend, and he's at Kentucky, and he's 235, 240 last year. Everyone in his ear, everyone is saying, go to the pros. You've got a child. Go, go make the money. He decides to come back, puts on 20 pounds, goes and has 17 sacks in the SEC, 17 sacks at Kentucky, yep. and goes and dominates, and he is the only person – in his whole circle that was like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do something better. And now he's a sure thing lock. He was a captain, a senior. Everyone says the talent on the field with this kid is good. And he's going to dominate Sunday at the combine. But the person is the kind of guy you build a team around. And if you're the Jets, That's great to hear I mean, what better, what Nothing. better thing to hear that this guy might be falling to you at three.
0: Listen, if you are talking line play, the sec level of line play is so much higher than the other leagues in college. It's a joke. It's like AAA versus ball. If you look, 10 of the first 15 players are coming out of the SEC in the, in the draft. Every
1: year. Too. Every, and they're not, they're every
0: single year. Every lineman, offensive, defensive is an SEC player. And once in a while, you're sprinkling a Clemson kid. That's basically it. That's and exactly you know right. what? That's it. And then you get a couple of skill guys from all over the place. We understand that. But that's it. That's where you get them from every single year.
1: And he dominated. He was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He was an All-American. Yep. And I know I know teams that met with him last night. In the would you take process.
0: him over Bosa? That's the question.
1: It's it's that's the classic uh, polished. That's a Peyton Manning versus you know Ryan Leaf, and I'm not comparing Allen, but like right, you're just talking about Bosa, just yeah, just polished. Bosa is yeah. going to be what Bosa is. There's already a blueprint. Like if the Niners were to do that, it would be a bit of a surprise. But I don't think it would be falling out of their chair. They're that good. Both of them, both.
0: All right, uh Murray could go one. Uh what do you hear about Haskins?
1: Good, can rip it through 50 touchdowns in one year in the Big 10. Great kid. I hear the body was a bit of a disappointment when they do all the measurements and they looked at him and, in the in the in the outfit and they brought him in, but nice kid, hard worker, leader. These are not backhanded compliments. These are these are positive things. And many teams, I would say more than three that I speak to like him more than Murray, so Murray's no, different so, Murray listen, yeah. a
0: lot of teams are going to scratch Murray at five foot ten that's all there is to it. I mean it they is. can say they're not five foot ten with a small hand, you know what they're going to some teams are going to have him off the board. that's all there is to it they fear and don't the fear, bl- and the fear
1: that if Murray. Murray gets hit in the face one time and right. has a concussion. He goes and plays baseball. For he goes eight. and plays
0: baseball where they tell me he is an absolute, that within three years he'd be batting leadoff and playing center field in the major leagues is what I was told. So, the, you know, this is a kid who can't miss. So uh, they said all he does is hit line drives all day. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so that's it. He's that kind of athlete. I mean, listen, the great ones are great. That's all there is to it. I mean, the ones who are top athletes, they're top athletes. You know, John Havlicek, hit, you know, Woody Hayes stood up and said the best quarterback in the Big Ten is John Havlicek when he was, a, when he was at Ohio State. <laughs> State. He doesn't play yeah. football. He said, uh, he, you know, and and then I asked John Havlicek once, I said, John, did you play baseball? He says, yeah, I hit 571 in the Big Ten. I said, oh, really? Is that all? 571. Not so, bad, Hamdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, and, you know, those kind of athletes, Dave Winfield, John Havlicek, you know, these guys, they can all play more than one sport. You know, Namath was a great baseball player. Uh, Dan Marino. Troy Aikman told me the Mets begged him, begged him to sign, begged him, offered him huge money to sign. Yeah. A- as a pitcher, you know? And, and he yeah. said, Yeah. How I said, Did you throw it fast? He goes, Yeah, I threw it real fast. Doesn't matter if I'm sure you <laughs> yeah, did. You know? that yeah, yeah. Matter so, of fact, I did. Yeah. So, all right, wh- who are the, who are the sleeper guys? We're talking with Peter Schrager from Fox. Who are the sleeper guys you're hearing anything about? Anybody interesting?
1: Yeah, you know, there's always these interesting guys that come out of the woodwork here at the combine. One of them is a wide receiver at Iowa State right. named Hakeem Butler. He okay. came in at six foot six. And he had the largest wingspan in the history of the Combine. And and it's funny. I talked to a GM yesterday. I said, holy moly, like, this kid is unbelievable physically. They go, if he can catch, he'll be real good. I'm like, Sounds oh, like Plaxico like, we'll Burris. See. Exactly right. We'll see. If he can catch, great. If he can't, then whatever. But Hakeem Butler's a name that's going to shoot up some draft boards. The other guy is a guy named... Uh, Paris Campbell. He's a wide receiver at Ohio State. I've heard around. his
0: name everywhere. He has they been every, I, on every sleeper list. He's been on anyone I've asked so far. He, Paris Campbell has been on everybody's sleeper list. Everybody's.
1: They say he can run anywhere from a four two three to a four two nine forty. And if you're at home and you're driving home and you're like, all right, I don't care about forty times, at the receiver position, that will get you drafted in the top fifteen. If you can run a four two forty, you are getting drafted because that is what they're looking for now in the league. The next time and there was kills,
0: another kid from Iowa State who was on one of the lists yeah. I saw. Uh, Montgomery, a David running back, Mo- running, running back. back. Yeah, he was another one on the sleeper list. Uh, you, you know, know what, about him? Mike?
1: It's it's a weird running back year. There's no Saquon or Fournette. There's none of that. There's no right. Dalvin Cook. So it's kind of wide open, and Josh Jacobs is the kid everyone's excited about. I like him. I talked to him
0: at the Super Bowl. I liked him. I thought he was
1: a pretty good kid. He's a pretty nice kid, and he's also a great player. He only had 640 rushing yards at Alabama because they spread the ball around so much. But Montgomery is your classic do-everything David Johnson type. Like, I'm going to catch, I'm going to run, I'm going to do that. Roger Craig, that's what they say is, and he might go in the first round too. But really, really light class of running backs and not a great wide receiver class. What's interesting is... Is there are two different tight ends out of Iowa, all right? One of them. Well, the is first one
0: everybody loves.
1: T.J. Hawkinson is his name.
0: That guy, everybody loves him. Everybody They're, says he can't coach, miss.
1: Can't miss. I some, compare him to Gronkowski, who might That's be great. you tight end can't to ever miss. Play the game.
0: Can't miss, he, they animal, they told, miss. Blocks, miss. They told me.
1: Cannot miss.
0: Cannot miss. They told me.
1: And then the other one, which is not getting as much love, but I think tomorrow when the tight ends work out, he will. Is a guy named Noah Fant who is being described as Jimmy Graham. So the top two tight Where ends. Where is he from? Iowa. They both went oh, Iowa. Oh, they both went to both Iowa. Played, I, I
0: didn't hear the second kid. The second kid I didn't hear about. So there's two of them from Iowa? Tomorrow.
1: He's, he's going to shoot up draft boards tomorrow at his workout. His name's Noah Fant. And they say he, if, if the other one is Gronk, who's your machismo blocking tight right. end but can also catch, this one's Jimmy Graham. Can't block a lick, and yet looks like he's a gazelle out there. He's a basketball player. Can catch everything in sight. So, these are the two guys that everyone's excited about. They both can go in the top 20, they're
0: saying. All right, give me a little buzz on free agencies. Um, I'm going to figure uh, Lawrence is going to get franchised at worst. We know that. Ford's going to get franchised at worst. We know that. Um, uh, Bell, we know, is going to go. Where, where do you have Bell going? Packers?
1: You know- no, I think Bell. I got I got two teams I keep an eye on. One of them is the New York Jets. I think I could see that. Boy, happening. I, I hate them doing explain. that. I hope
0: they don't. I hope well, they don't do that. But you know, possible. it could happen. But I don't. So you think the Jets, and who's your other team?
1: The Ravens.
0: The Ravens, huh? I,
1: I could see Baltimore saying, you know, let's stick it to Pittsburgh. They've got money to spend, and they're going all out on Lamar Jackson running the ball and doing the Lamar Jackson. They're going to run a Paul Johnson. College offense next year. They're going to
0: have to because the kid couldn't hit you in the back with the ball from ten paces. I mean, he's he's awful.
1: And and not only was was that playoff game scary, they then decide to get rid of Flacco and just go all in. And they're like, we're getting rid of Crabtree too, who's one of our best wide receivers because we can't pay him that because we don't see our offense that way. So, Le'Veon Bell to the Ravens is a real interesting fit. And I know it's February and it's early, but it's getting more buzz here. He he's a spiteful kid, and I know that might not help a lot, but like. That might even play into it that I can go and play the Steelers twice a year and get them, get my revenge. Um, the Antonio Brown market, the teams I'm hearing for that, it's going to be a trade, but a lot a lot of Cowboys and Saints and Raiders. That's what the teams I'm hearing with Antonio Brown, and I don't know what you're getting with him. Thirty one years old. No, Malcolm no King. niners with him. No niners. No, no Niners. No, I don't think they're looking for that. I don't think okay. they're still a young team looking to build, and they're going to try to do it the right way. I don't. I don't think. Just as their locker room is and what John Lynch was saying yesterday on the podium, I don't see Antonio Brown coming to a to a Niners team that won four games last year.
0: All right. And uh past that, Earl Thomas, what do you think see for him?
1: Interesting. The safety market's gonna be a fascinating one because the position's kind of been devalued. But Cowboys are an obvious fit. Everyone's been talking about it's that. It's a they Hall of Fame player. Is.
0: This is a legitimate Hall of Fame player, this he guy. He
1: snapped his leg in half twice, though, now.
0: I and, know. And then, and, and I've heard he's okay. Now, if he's healthy, he's legitimate. I mean, he's Ed Reed good, that guy.
1: There's there's maybe no bigger fan of his game when he's healthy than me. I'm just curious with what you're going to pay Earl Thomas. And the Seahawks are not going to be that team. So no. We'll see what happens. Oh, is Russell
0: I, Wilson on the block or not?
1: You know what? I was away last week and I kind of unplugged, and I came back and I've been asked a lot about that. I guess that was a story. Well, that a was a brain.
0: story that's been out there for like the last two weeks.
1: And obviously, his contract situation—he is entering the final year where you can kind of renegotiate. But I just—I'd be really surprised. And the story that I heard—and it comes no one from a source from the NFL. It comes from you know barbershop talk that his wife—we he is a celebrity. She wants to play and live in New York, and she is New York, and all the. And I never really read too much into that stuff. I, I would be shocked, shocked if Russell Wilson was on the block. I think the Hawks build their team around him, and they'll make sure he's taken care of. Is
0: Clowney stay in Houston and get franchised, or does he move on?
1: Uh, you know what? I would see him getting franchised. Uh, with this pass rusher market as it is, if he was to be a free agent, he's going to be so grossly overpaid, or he'll just be overpaid. Every one of these pass rushers is getting franchised and plucked off one by one. If Clowney hits the market, he'll be the bell of the ball.
0: Yeah, so I didn't. I figured, and D Ford's going to get. Cla- it's going to get. Uh, he's so. going to get franchised. There's no. You no, know, an interesting
1: one here is Tyreek Hill. He's going into his final year next year for his contract, and I, I think they got to pay the him.
0: They have to. pay They
1: have to. They, have to. they yeah. have to. And guess what? In two years, you got to pay my homes already. It's not yep. like he's a rookie. Yeah. So well, that's why your window
0: closes. Ground. Your window closes when you pay the quarterback because you lose all your leverage. Mm-hmm.
1: You're exactly right, and the Cowboys. Both Dak and Zeke need to get paid. Amari Cooper's in the final year of his contract, so when you look at Demarcus Lawrence, say, "All right, I mean, do we really want to bring him in on some crazy long-term deal, or do we want to save those that, those dollars for those?" They, guys?
0: Yeah, but losing Gregory, they can't lose Lawrence too.
1: I know, I know, but and it's funny. I feel like in today's NFL, you got to pay for the offense and just hope for the best with the defense, and then you get to the Super Bowl and the defense wins it.
0: Yeah, it's true. That's it. You know, they went out and built a defense that could win. That's basically it. They had a defense that played well, and 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 their offensive line held up. That's what really did. But they didn't move the ball a lick all day. Let's be honest. The Rams played oh. great on defense, absolutely great. They didn't have open guys anywhere. He went deep. He went deep seven times. That's it. And all seven times. They Nothing. knocked the ball down. They knocked the Nothing. ball down on him seven times when he went to the same receiver deep. He went 0-7 in the game, Hogan. He went you know who six, I spoke with Seven today? times he went deep to him in the
1: game. I had a great, great, uh, I'd say almost an hour-long chat with Brian Flores, who was the defensive coordinator. Really, right. it's a facto of the, of the Patriots. I'd never spoken to him because he's in that Belichick world. You can't get access to these guys. They don't talk. They purposely go, and they live like hermits at the Combine. And now he's the head coach of the Dolphins. So I'm I'm sitting there talking with him, and I talk with him after the show. Great guy. He's from Brooklyn. I didn't know that. He's a Brownsville native. His parents are from Honduras. And his whole thing was that we empower these guys to feel like no matter what, we're going to prepare them to the point that if you just go out there and play the best of your ability, you will win this football game every single time. And the philosophical stuff that they talk about in New England – it is. They all buy in, and to the point where as tough as it is to play for Belichick, they trust him and love him so much because at the end of the day, we're going to win Super Bowls, we're going to be competitive, we're never going to miss the playoff. And Flores was just saying how if he can bring anything from Belichick, it's going to be humility and team-first stuff, and it's refreshing to hear that. It really is.
0: It, re- it really is. All right, listen, have fun. We'll talk to you again. Thanks very much.
1: You're the best, Mike. Thank you yeah, for having Peter, me on.
0: Thank you. Peter Schreger at the uh, Combines. Watch him on the NFL Network. Does a great job with his stuff back after this.